Welcome to Taking Back Humanity, the podcast that's all about breaking free from the shackles of modern life and living on your own terms. If you're tired of the nine to five grind, feeling unfulfilled, and wondering if there's more to life than the daily routine, then you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Taking Back Humanity podcast. Welcome, my fellow humans, to another episode of Taking Back Humanity. I am your host, Aaron Shade. I'm happy to have you here as we embark on a journey of breaking free from the chains that bind us and embrace a life of purpose. Today, I have a special guest, Megan Grant, who left her corporate job during the pandemic and took her passion for travel and turned it into a business that she loves. Welcome, Megan. Thank you so much for having me, Erin. I'm really excited to talk to you and all of your listeners about um, taking back humanity. What a great subject you have here. Yeah, I appreciate you being here. Uh, I'm also excited to have another world traveler here because it's just fun to just chat about travel and uh, get to know a little bit about you. So why don't we start off by just telling us a little bit about yourself and your travel journey and what led you to your business? Yeah, of course. Happy to share. So I actually own Cherished Tours. Cherished Tours is a multi-day tour company offering curated travel experiences for women exclusively. And all of our trips also benefit women in business around the world. So that is something I've been doing for about two and a half years now. We just did our seventh tour and have had over 60 women travel with us and it's been incredible. But previously I was in conference planning and that was most of my corporate career was large scale event planning. And I found ways to travel kind of in the in-between with my time off in a corporate setting. And even with being in a corporate job, was able to go to just about 30 countries before I left my corporate job. And in the last two-ish years, given the pandemic, I've been to five more. Wow. What are there? I know that this is a question I get all the time too. What were some of your favorite places that you went to while you're doing your various travels throughout your travel journey? I swear that answer changes every time I'm asked the question because it depends on what mood I'm in and what I've been reading about recently and what memories are re-sparking for me. I think right now, one of my favorite places I've ever been is India to the Kerala uh, region where Goa and and a few other really beautiful cities are. Um, that was definitely a trip that pushed me a bit out of my comfort zone. Um, India is a very different place to visit and especially from Western culture here in the United States. So I just very much so appreciated the food, the colors, the beauty of the place and just being a little bit more immersed in something so different than what I'm used to back home. Yeah, I feel like sometimes it's about what mood I'm in as well. But my first experience traveling internationally was to Japan. And it was also pretty wildly different in a lot of ways, but similar in others. So it was just a great experience to kick off my initial world travel. And, uh, and then that inspired me to take more trips and then eventually just leave my work and travel around the world for nine months before, you know, pandemic happened and everything. So that's, uh, I I'm glad we have similar experiences. I haven't been to India yet. I would like to go, uh, does intimidate me a little bit because I've seen, you know, some, level of what it looks like there. And, uh, but, uh, ideally I do have a friend who's from India and, and then 
maybe we could go together and that would be pretty amazing. Yeah, I have equally not had the opportunity to go to Japan yet. So maybe we can exchange notes whenever it comes around to us going to either place. That sounds great. What thoughts were going through your head when you first considered transitioning from your job to your current business? So I think I'll back up even a little bit more and tell the audience about my experience just growing up a little bit and and landing in corporate. I think it's helpful for people to know that it a lot of people land there for a lot of really intentional reasons. And that was me. I was someone for a long time that was told that there was this roadmap for my life that I had to follow. And that for me was going to school, getting good grades, then graduating, going to a well-known university, also getting a degree and then taking that and using it in a career, then getting married and having kids and giving up everything I've worked for in order to do all of that. And it's really only been in the last, I would say, four to five years of my life that I've started to try to tear apart that roadmap and start redrawing it for myself. And through that process is when I started to rebel a little bit against the corporate structure and start feeling the pains of it not fitting for me. Um, I started dabbling in a bunch of different things. If I'm being honest, I used to not feel confident saying that I had had five different jobs within four years uh, to basically try to figure out where I wanted to land. I helped open a restaurant. I managed a food truck that's now a franchise. I did all of these different things that all existed in the realm of hospitality, but weren't so corporate in order to try to break free from this routine and structure that had been told to me that was so good that I just wasn't fitting into. And it wasn't until the pandemic, closer uh, to the pandemic, when I really started trying to do an exit plan and get out of corporate. And I hired a business and life coach to help me do that. Wow. So I totally agree with you that as a kid, we are programmed that this is the path that you take, the get good grades and... Uh, go to college, get a good paying job. Uh, but it's never about how to form your own business. They don't teach you that in in grade school or high school. They focus more on trade work or uh, corporate type of work instead. And uh, that, I feel like that's a disservice to all of us. And our education system definitely needs some reforming uh, to better provide those opportunities for people who are interested in going that, in that direction and not just the traditional path. I think that's so true and such a great point. I think that the more we can present options and tell people that there are different opportunities out there and show those off, the better, because people don't really fit a mold. They create their own. And it's so much better to educate everyone on the almost unlimited amount of opportunities and options there are. Someone told me earlier today, actually, that I think it's so true. Careers for people who are in school literally right now, in 10 years, they'll be creating careers that don't exist right now. So it's just about 
being a forever learner and being willing to take new opportunities. Yeah, I think a lot of people also feel some comfort in just going into work and getting paid. But then at the same time, I'm sure there's another part of them that's like, I mean, it kind of feels like there's this pit in my stomach. There's something a little off here. And that's when they really just need to be able to reframe what their life looks like and focus maybe on, well, what can I do differently and be open to that idea and and then take take a leap of faith. And even if they can't leave their job, they could still work on it while they're still working and try and build something more for themselves. Yeah, I think that's a great point, too. I think that a lot of the times people believe that they need to wait until they're retired to do the things that they love. And that's too long to wait. Yeah, I had two parents uh, die at a very young age. And I would rather have that time now while I'm younger to go do what I love and not wait until I'm 70. Because who knows what could happen by then. And I would just be missing out on potential opportunities. And it still took me nearly 40 years just to leave a job to travel. And uh, I don't want everyone else to have to even do that. I'd like them to be able to pick their own path at a younger age than even what I did. Yeah. So when you were transitioning from your job towards the business that you currently are running, uh, did you have any fears around doing that transition? Of course. Yeah. I think that change in general is something that causes anxiety and some fear to stir up. I think it's really interesting that uh, on the spectrum, anxiety and excitement actually exist very close together and are very closely related. So I was super excited, but also very anxious. And that anxiety hasn't fully gone away because my business is only two and a half years old. So it's still growing. And it's all about pushing down some of those things, or at least being well researched and well uh, set up so that those fears can, can kind of fall off of you. So making sure that I knew how to structure my business and how they very robust booking agreement and those types of things. I think my initial fears were more about, you know, how am I going to even make it? Is this something people even want to do? Or am I just crazy by presenting this to people when it's not something they're interested in? Yeah, I I had a lot of the same feelings. And I mean, we all get some imposter syndrome and just, can I actually do this? Uh, Am I even qualified to be doing this particular thing or it just there there's a lot of thoughts that kind of float around your head when you're trying something new in general and uh you really just have to keep pushing one foot forward after the other to uh overcome that and keep moving forward yeah i would agree i think that fear is something that should drive you rather than make you feel like you shouldn't do it it's something that came out of the recent trip that I hosted with Cherish as well, the the motto, do it scared, is something that one of my travelers brought to the table. And she went ziplining, even though she's terrified of heights. So by the end of the ziplining experience, she thought it was one of the coolest things she's ever done. And if she would have decided not to do it because she was scared or fearful, then she wouldn't have grown as a person through the really, uh, 
incredible experience zip lining in Costa Rica is. <laughs> yeah. Um, to be honest, I was afraid of heights for a long time. And I did go to Costa Rica and I did do those zip lines and some of them were insane. I mean, they're going like 500 feet over the ground and then cruising across. And um, I, I had a blast. It was for my 40th birthday. I went to, down there and uh, but yeah, I I was really timid about doing it, but I knew I had to. And I'm so glad that I did because it was a blast. Amazing. I love that. It's funny enough the woman on my trip who said that she needed to do it scared. It was also her 40th birthday. Yeah. Okay. Can you tell me a little bit about, a little bit about your early days as an entrepreneur and uh, it, did you have to make any major adjustments? Were you pivoting on what you were trying to do? Uh, just tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. So the core of Cherish is still exactly the same as when I launched it. And that is travel for women that supports women in business. All of that remains the same. But at every corner, there's a learning experience as an entrepreneur. And I think what I've learned in being an entrepreneur is that you just have to take those learning experiences as they present themselves to you and adapt. So there's definitely some changes that have happened uh, in Cherish's route to success, I guess. And I I have been enjoying some of those changes for the most part. And for example, we hired two travel guides at the end of last year. Originally, I thought I was going to be able to lead and do all of Cherish's tours on my own. And I've kind of figured out that Cherish is bigger than I anticipated and is going to need a little bit more support than just me. And to grow it, I need more than just my hands. So that's one change that's really exciting. Um, early days for Cherish definitely was a lot of logistical heavy lifting and was kind of strange because I launched a travel company in 2021 in the middle of a global pandemic. Um, most people look at me like I am absurd and absolutely crazy for even thinking of doing that, but it gave me enough time to really cross my T's and dot my I's and make sure that everything was set up with a sound foundation so that now at as we are out of the world where people can't travel, we're back into the world where people can, I'm set up for and ready for people to come with us. Yeah, I'm exactly on that same path. I started a travel business in about 2021, uh, maybe a little bit into 2020. And yeah, I thought that even we were crazy doing that. But at the same time, we were able to launch an online course and then also have an online membership where we help people who want to take a break from their career and go do traveling around the world. So Amazing. I think it's, it's perfect timing. <laughs> to, if I'm being honest, like in hindsight, it, it seemed like a perfect time to really launch something like that because it gives you, you're right in the middle of when it's going to explode again. Yeah, we're like in this, I think, post-COVID travel boom right now to an extent because people have been in lockdown in places around the world. I know I have a lot of British friends that were definitely just going out and doing all the travel they can because they were locked up for so long. And uh, I think even here, a lot of us were really fearful of traveling. And then I also have people that I know that have continued traveling through the pandemic and uh, are still out there today. So 
as there's quite a variety of what people are going through with that. But I do think that this is a good time to be getting back into travel and uh, helping people with that and achieve what they want with travel. I would agree for sure that if you haven't done it yet, it's definitely a good time to start. <laughs> so in terms of work-life balance, what does that look like for you right now? I am definitely someone who's passionate enough about my job and my business that the balance part sometimes doesn't exist, <laughs> that I, I work a lot and I put a lot into it. But I think because I've created space where I work for myself, there's a lot more flexibility to it. So I don't start work typically until about 10 o'clock in the morning. And then I usually work until about 12 or 1 and take a much longer lunch break than the average person and take my dog on a long walk, have lunch, do the rest. And then in the afternoon, it's also a little bit shorter for me, like maybe two, three more hours of work. And then I do another maybe hour or two of work after I've taken like a long dinner break. So my workday totally looks different than when I was in a corporate office. And I've kind of learned that that totally works for me. And then also, I think the balance for me is the fact that I now have the flexibility to travel and travel with my work and be able to really work from anywhere. So I'm traveling a lot more than I would have in the past and that's what excites me and gives me fuel as well as the fact that each trip that Cherish hosts is supporting women around the world so that's definitely a big part of my why of of working so dang hard <laughs> so even when you're working you're not really working because you love what you're doing Exactly. I mean, there's definitely more stressful days than others. Not everything in the travel world goes exactly the way that you anticipated it to go. You kind of have to be someone willing to adapt to the things that change. You might have a delayed train or uh, accident on the highway and there's just things that happen. And so I, uh, I have to be the expert and adjust as things go and make sure that all of the women on the trip are having a good time regardless. And so I put a lot of pressure on myself. And so there definitely are days that are more stressful than others. But for the most part, overall, I would say that work is worth it now. And in, when I was in corporate, it didn't feel like it was worth it. Yeah, I could completely understand that. I I don't know. I just kind of dreaded going in every Monday and going to work and and then look looking forward to every weekend and whatever vacation time I did have, which wasn't much. And now if I wanted to take a trip next week, I could do that. If I want to go fly to Mexico in a week, I can go do that. In fact, I'm thinking about doing that. So um, amazing. I might actually be on that path right now. But uh, that's the flexibility cool. you can have when you have your own business and you can manage your time in a way that allows you to do travel. And uh, that's such a huge benefit. And you don't have that boss that's hanging over you like, oh, you're going to take all two weeks of your vacation at once or, you know, and, and that's just not the life that I really want to live for myself. And then I want others to be able to make their make their own life that's more aligned with their purpose. Yes, I think that's what, walking taking in back humanity, that's what taking back humanity is all about. 
Yes, I love that. I think walking in your purpose is so impactful and it will totally change your life. Have there been any, any unexpected benefits or rewards as a result of your change to working as an entrepreneur? Unexpected ones. I think that's difficult because I think it was very expected to be able to travel more. And I'm definitely doing that. I think the biggest one that is maybe a little bit self-serving is that I've always wanted to do something that felt impactful and made a difference in women's lives. And so now I actually get the compliment all the time that what I'm doing is inspiring and that what I'm doing is is really cool. And I think that's the unexpected part that I just love receiving those comments and hearing that on a more regular basis that what I'm doing is inspiring other people. Yeah. What advice or words of wisdom would you offer to others considering making a similar transition? I think the biggest piece of advice that I would give is that you don't have to do it all at once, that it doesn't have to be this big dramatic exit of your career. You can take baby steps into it, that if you feel it's safer for you financially, physically, health-wise, anything, that you can take baby steps and start taking more of your PTO or sorry, paid time off and your vacations and just start there. And then maybe finding other ways that you can integrate travel or start stepping out of your corporate career or start a small consultancy business on the side. There's definitely ways that you can feel less intimidated by it and take things slower. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I Myself, I mean, even when I was working, I was still working on creating a blog site and those baby steps before I even took the world trip. And that helped set us up to where we could start our own business together. Me and my wife have the business. But uh, yeah, I just that's just such an inspiring story of your journey. And uh, I just want to know where can people find you and learn more about your work? Yeah, I would love if people check me out on social media. I am at Go Cherish Tours on both Instagram and Facebook. And then my website as well is GoCherishTours.com. Okay, so that's where you can find Megan. I'm so glad that you were able to uh, join us on this podcast. And uh, it was a pleasure having you here. And I wish you the best with your business and life. And I'll include all the information in the show notes or where you can find out more about Go Cherish Tours. So thanks for listening. Head over to the show notes where you can leave us a rating and review. And I'll see you in the next episode.